Alright, you ready? Yeah. Play the music then. Uh, it, it was playing. You oh. just missed it. Because that's why I said if, you, if you're ready. <laughs> I mean, we can start this over. I can start the music. I don't want to talk. Alright, alright. It's hard because I don't hear it. Everything right. I hear is on a delay, remember? Yeah, so give it give it like 10 seconds. <laughs> All right. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 37 of the Unbiased Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Seth. Alongside of me is Kyle, KB Cooper. What's up, buddy? How are you? I am good, and I got my dog with me, too. Um, what's Wearing up, Jacob? Sweater. <laughs> Wearing a sweater. Nothing wrong with that. Mm. He just he just wanted to be... Okay, you know, it's not really up for debate today. It is up for um, debate. But is it's it, always up for debate. Is it, I mean, look, he's my son. I got to keep him well-fed, well-dressed, everything. Oh, do you? Do yeah. you? Do you? Oh. Do you? Look, he's not, getting, he's not getting a phone until he's like 80 in dog years, all right? 80 in dog years. What is that? I don't know. Uh, so f- that would be like 14. Yeah, so if he even makes it that long, I mean. Whoa, all right, now you want him to actually, die. Actually, Jack Russell's apparently lasts like 15 to 20 years. So, like, this dude's going to be with me for a minute. Well, that's your fault. It's why? It's why you got to watch out so you get that girl pregnant, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, honestly, like, part of my favorite things are going to be having, like, a dog that I've had for a while growing up with a kid like being a part of like whatever my son or daughter's life is being like that dog you know the protector like i don't know the concept of that is really heartwarming to me so hopefully he lasts for a long time hopefully he hopefully he lasts till you have kids anyway all right well i don't know if i'm gonna wait 20 years to have kids at that point it's like eh, do i want them at this point i mean it depends on the age of the girl that you're having kids with true that's true i mean who cares how old you are right doesn't matter yes i guess you, unless you're so bad you have to throw a football from your wheelchair <laughs> that would be the only know. issue i have i don't know if we're doing any uh throwing footballs from wheelchairs yeah. but <laughs> all right well that being said kyle what have you been playing this week yeah so uh this week i've been playing a lot of uncharted 4 actually because i'm like i have to beat this game before the end of 2016 mm. it's kind of on the list um i i have a lot of playstation exclusives to to play and beat um because i i just feel i feel like the year 2017 is uh gonna be the year of sony um i just feel like they're gonna i i'm excited uh even though we had like debates about sony and their press conferences and and all that, and Kingdom Hearts three, and that good stuff last week. I am, I am truly excited way, to see. Did you see when Kingdom Hearts two point eight is coming out? Yeah, it's in January. All right. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Well, why are you doing that? I I made mention of that of, of how I'm excited. I truly am actually very excited for Kingdom Hearts two point eight to come out because I never got any of the games on the on the three DS or or the DS. I never had a playstation 3 when they were releasing all those you know little things like the hd stuff and, and so the last time i played kingdom hearts was the last time i owned a ps2 and that's it's been a minute so uh to have it now on the ps4 i'm super excited about that can't wait for that to happen uh and go and revisit that universe and and i do have a theory that like the sales of that game are going to directly impact how quickly we do get the next kingdom hearts just because that'll put more money into the studio and then you know as I, we spent way too much time talking about Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> so I'm not trying to get into it yes. today. But 
the point is I'm super excited uh, to really uh, get into that and play some of those games uh, when we get when we get that uh, in next month, basically. So there you go. But uh, th- uh, for this week, uh, mainly the grind has been Uncharted 4 and then uh, Legend of Zelda Hyrule Warriors. So those have been the two games that I'm which playing. Which is on the 3DS, right? Yeah, which is on the 3DS. So those have been the two so games what you, that... What do you think of Hyrule Warriors on the 3DS? Because like, yeah. that game gets a lot of just poop. Yes, it did get a lot of crap. And and for for what it was getting it for, I understand. Like, um, uh, Ashley has a 3DS, a regular one, so I tested it out on there because I heard it had performance issues, and I can confirm that. If you have a regular 3DS, you know, not the new versions of either the standard or the XL size, you should probably steer clear from this game. Uh, I say that just in a, in a scope of me not wanting you to feel uh, underwhelmed or that you wasted your money. Uh <laughs> Because it does run noticeably slower, the frame rate just drops and drops every time you get all those enemies on screen. It's just not a fun experience. Uh, when I was playing it on my new 3DS, though, uh, it, it was fine. I didn't notice anything. The 3D looks amazing, in my opinion. Uh, the you know I do agree with a lot of other reviewers and people saying that the environments are kind of bland. Uh, you know I never feel, felt very immersed in the different areas. Uh, and then the story is a little lackluster as well. There's just really no main motivation for you to do what you're doing. Uh, and they don't really intro it very well uh, as far as, a, you know, wanting to get into the story and drive it. But the gameplay, I mean, if you're a fan of the Dynasty Warrior series and, and that really repetitive gameplay, uh, that's just kind of fun. That makes you feel powerful and things like that. I definitely recommend you to at least try the game or to uh, to check it out. I, I've pretty I've enjoyed my experiences with it, and I can definitely see myself going through uh, and just enjoying the grind and playing it more and more as uh, you know I get into it and things like that. So it, it's definitely a game that I bought for like those quick 15, 20 minute sessions where it's like I'm on a lunch break and I, I, I want something to play, but Pokemon's not doing it for me today, so let me let me do this. And so that that's uh, been the main reason I've been playing it and I've enjoyed it. Pokemon has not been doing it for me lately either. So yeah, yeah. so there you go. Well, I think well it's based, a good game. and to for me right now, the reason why Pokemon's not doing it for me is I'm, I'm about to battle the Elite Four, but I have to right now. I'm Damn. Grinding. Yeah, I'm in grinding mode right now where I have to get, you know, my Pokemans up to high enough levels to, you know, really just whoop on the Elite Four. So uh, that's not the most fun thing to think about in theory. Uh, I do enjoy doing it, but uh, when I play Pokemon, I like to spend like a couple hours playing Pokemon if that's my goal is to like grind things up or catch a lot of things. So I needed something a little bit shorter and quicker to the punch for... Uh, quick on the go gameplay experiences, which is why I'm super excited for Super Mario Runner to come out. But we can talk about that later. We can talk about that later. But uh, me personally, what I have been playing is I have been playing Pokemon. Uh, okay. I have still been playing FIFA. And again, Grand Theft Auto, like every time I come home from work, I'm like, ooh, I'm just going to hop in and play Grand Theft Auto online real quick. Why GTA for you lately? I don't know. It's just weird about it. Um, I'm playing Gears with some people because. It seems like people picked up gears over the holidays and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, I get out and play horde mode with them for a little bit. Um, like, my friend Gary got it. So, whenever he's okay. not taking care of his six-month-old, you know, he's right. playing that. And then I'm at work, so I can't play with him. But it seems it seems like it's going pretty well for the most part. So, um, that's, that's what I'm playing. So, there we go. Uh, yeah. Now, let's talk about crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> 
You want you yes. want to tell this story? Yeah. This is a crazy so, story. so there's an article on IGN this week about a man who stole pretty much embezzled five million dollars from his workplace, and not only did he embezzle it, he spent twenty percent. That's right, one million of that <laughs> five million on game of war where and for those of you who don't know game of war i believe that's an ios and android game that came mm-hmm. out in 2013 features like kate upton and a lot of the ads that might be how you guys uh recognize it. i think their most recent ad is like a bunch of people sitting around a campfire being like we keep getting beat by this one lady and that lady is like one of their best friends who's like acting like she doesn't play at all uh, so the whole point of the game though is that anybody can play it but it's very much like clash of clans that like if you have money you can win faster or quicker than other people who don't or who are just grinding through it like normal. So, to, but just like for me, a million dollars on any video, I don't care what <laughs> game it is. There, a million dollars should never be spent on any kind of video game, no matter how rare it is, no matter how many limited amounts of print there is. I mean, like, I try and think of the craziest thing I've ever done for a video game, and I think that's just get a tattoo. Like, I got a Halo tattoo on my elbow. For Nerd. those of you who don't know, yeah, Nerd. and this is just the running headshot emblem from Halo Reach, and it's just that that I think that's the craziest thing I've ever done for a video game. Like, uh, whether it was for the love of the game or for like getting the game, you know, like I've gone and mowed lawns and like done odd jobs and stuff so I could pay for games because I didn't have enough money or my paychecks weren't going to come through. But I don't, I don't think that's crazy. But to spend a million dollars on a game, like, just it just blows my mind. It's like. It's not. It's not a Klondike bar, you know. It's a video game. <laughs> so, uh, I don't Klondike know, like, bar. right? You know, you know what I mean, though. What would you do for a Klondike bar? I'm See, not going to spend a million dollars for it. If it feels like William Wonka golden ticket thing, then that would be different. I guess, but it's like the whole, the whole. What would you do for a Klondike bar? That that. Anyways, so no. I mean, this whole article just got me thinking, <laughs> like. What is the craziest thing that you've ever done for a video game? Like I said, mine's probably, you know, getting a tattoo. But, like, do you have any stories? Have you done anything Not crazy? Not really. I mean, like, the... I mean, I've had a lot of stories about, like, how much I spend on video games. Like, yeah. uh, Borderlands 1, for example. Uh, like, I own a copy of that game on every single game console. Like, right. Uh, now including the new ones. <laughs> Uh, so there you go. Uh, Border- well, Borderlands 2 is actually worse. So if you can see behind me, am I doing the right shoulder? No, there you go. That side <laughs> over there. Um, that is the Borderlands original loot crate, uh, the one that like sold out. So I bought that for Xbox. And then I bought that one, but I wasn't able to – I pre-ordered that from the GameStop that I used – not the GameStop, the Best Buy that I used to work at. And then I pre-ordered – but it was back in Ann Arbor. So I pre-ordered another copy from GameStop, which had the exclusive like DLC and everything like that. And so I stood out in line and waited for that one. And then I got this one. And then I bought it on PS3 and I have it on my PC. And now I have it via the Hamson collection on both consoles. Yeah. Mm. So... And I own it on Vita. Oh my gosh, so much Borderlands. So long story short, I personally kept Gearbox in business for game <laughs> just because of Borderlands. So there you go. Long story short, Seth's really excited for Borderlands mm. 3. 
<laughs> very excited for Borderlands 3. Did you see that whole Duke Nukem thing this week? Yes. Uh, which is really interesting, that Bulletstorm, which... If, correct me if I'm wrong, but when which, we were working at Best Buy, Bulletstorm came out. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's that been a minute. But here's the other thing, too. I love how they're like pitching this as a new Bulletstorm game. It's not, though. It's just a remaster for current consoles with yep. Duke Nukem in it. Which, like, first, like, I had to sit there during the VGA and go, like... Which makes that game 300 times better, by the way. Which it, it totally does. It's gonna, it's like, you know, they bought Duke Nukem, and now they're like, we have to do something with it. Well, do you <laughs> so, blame them? I would, too. No, I don't blame them. I think what they did with it is, like, I feel like if this game say, sells well, there will be more things to see from Duke Nukem. But it also, like, Duke Nukem is not a compelling character. Like, y- you, y- you know, for instance, what like, what mean, Doom baby? did. <laughs> but you know for instance like what um what they did with doom and and how they relaunched that you can't really do that with duke nukem in 2016 i think just from a political correctness standpoint so but, my point like, of view is it i think that they should not make it politically correct i think that they should oh, continue to go back to that agree. old thing and i think that you'll sell copies but if you're pretending like if you're toning down duke it's just not going to work yeah, and the problem is I feel like you have to tone Duke down or get your game torn to shreds in, in a PR stand. Like, people who won't care, who don't care about video games, who don't play video games, who don't, you know, the, like, the word video games doesn't come out of their mouth. Those people who come out of the woodwork and just, like, granted, I don't think gamers are going to care if he's not tame, but, like, just from a general public perception, just like Grand Theft Auto gets crap every year, like, the Duke Nukem would just have this crap storm of bad PR, which would probably help the game sell right. a little bit better. That's so what I'm maybe, trying to say. You know, maybe they should. Maybe they I'm should saying go it'll work great. Because here's the thing, like, Dead or Alive, those, those games, like, the fact that it's not coming to the United States is, like, a huge drag, right? It because, actually ticks me off, though, because, right. like... I'm not that I would buy it. Don't get me wrong. It's because no, yeah. like we're the country that it can't come to. That's kind of messed up. Yeah, or like for me, it's like I, it's what I don't like about games not coming to the U.S. because of their content and things is that it's basically saying that because people are offended, you don't trust me as the consumer to do research and know what I'm purchasing. Like. I'm. I don't like. I'm not going truth. to purchase Dead or Alive Six or whatever they're gonna release again. But just because there's jiggly boobs in a volleyball in photo mode doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. for me that I'm going to only buy it for that. It doesn't also mean that I'm not going to buy it for that. It just means that it's there. And for you to like, who's gonna get that game and not know that it's there? Or who's gonna get that game? Like, I just don't understand what not shipping it to the U.S. is doing for you. What It's keeping you away from people who are going to be offended or upset about it. But you're also saying F you to everybody who actually is a fan of that series, big boob characters or not. And so it's just not it's not fair and it's upsetting to me. And, it, and that's like I, – and I am somebody that I think you, you and I have established this. I, I try to be as politically correct as possible. I try to – you know, uh, take in all opinions and things and, and be respectful of those different audiences. But to the it, it, it's actually angering me to the point where I, if they were going to say, you know what, we are going to put this game in the U.S. to where I would buy it just for the sake of showing them that I will still buy their game no matter what the content is to a degree uh, and not to be fearful of shipping these games over to the West. 
because I just think it's ridiculous that censorship is to the point where it's like, not only are we not going to get, like, I get annoyed when we get, like, toned-down versions of games. I also get super annoyed when those versions of the games don't even come to the U.S. It is the consumer's responsibility to, to watch it. Uh, yeah, I am triggered by, like, game companies, John. Like, it, it, it is just, like, you don't have the right to tell me what I want to consume and to, to not ship a game because of big boobs or whatever. Like, it just pisses me off. So I don't blame you on that at all. But what I do think is, like, well, I also am of the supportive mindset that if we were all just honest with each other, we'd live a happier and better lives, not because we actually, like, would say the right thing, but because we would stop pretending, right? So something that I always do with, like, the people that I employ and, like, work underneath me is that I say... Um, if you don't like me, just tell me, I prefer that you just tell me right now so that we don't have to like pretend like, so when we have our coaching sessions or stuff like that, we don't have to like have the like, Oh, how are your kids and stuff like that? Because you honestly (laughs) don't give a crap. Neither do I. Let's just move on. Right. Right. So I'm not going to build that relationship if you don't want to. So I honestly think that for me, like this whole idea of like political correctness anyway, kind of bothers me as it is. Yeah. So like, because for me, like if you want to be that way, that's completely fine. However, I've, I find that if you're a racist SOB, I would like to know that you're a racist SOB. That way I know that way I just save my time and I don't have to worry about it. Right. So it's more along the lines of like, I, if you buy dead or alive, you're, you're maybe a certain type of person. You may not be, you may just enjoy volleyball. I don't know. But the fact is, is that it it needs to, it needs to have freedom. And that's where we come from. If if Buster mom pop can exist on the Vita in the U S there's no reason why dead or alive should not. (laughs) Or the, uh, (laughs) what is it suicide girls or whatever it is yeah yeah i mean there's just so many games that just shouldn't be here so yeah i mean like it's just it's just like it got it comes back to that thing of just it it is the consumer's choice and so if other people want to be offended by a game then don't buy the game just like if you're offended by certain music don't listen to that music if you're offended by a tv show or a movie don't watch that stuff but it, it you have no right and i will and i will forever defend this uh, just from a freedom of speech standpoint you have no right to say that that content is not allowed to exist you know sure. i like and i will stand there and and i might get crap for this but I, if somebody want from the kkk wants to write a book i will defend that person to the end to, to write that book <laughs> i'll say be careful, it, it is it is not my place to defend the context oh, of that book. That. I don't know who will, And I will really. never defend the context of a book of such, but I will forever support that person, that publisher, that game company's right to do whatever they want with their game. It is it is it is their game. If they want to put something out there that's risky and lose game sales, that's their choice. But it is not my choice to tell them whether that game can exist or not. And and I don't even know how we got to this point. Me but either. I just have to. I just have no, to but say I, it. I completely oh. agree because I think the censorship fact is what like censorship as it is drives me nuts. Like they they have that whole like free the nipple movement and everything like that. That's completely like all that's going on. And it's just like for me as a parent, I I sit here and part of me goes, oh no, I don't want my kid seeing that. And then I'm like, where would he see that? Do you know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. he lives on Disney Channel. If Disney Channel is showing that off, then I shouldn't be having my kid watch Disney Channel. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, also, like, the concept of it being hidden in the first place, like, if he could see it everywhere, it wouldn't be a big deal, though. 
That's true, but also at the same time, like, I, you know, it just depends no, on... No, I, I mean, it's it's impossible to, like, change modern society in a day, right? So yeah. we've already done the damage, over-sexualized things, etc. So it's not like we can just be like, all right, free the nipple. Well, for me, for, yeah, like, me, for me personally, me. like, <laughs> I don't know about this, but it's just like, I sit here and I go, well, you just think about how, t- like, what people wear has changed over time, right? Like... I like guys who just walk around and just like have their <laughs> shirts. Yeah, I did. Just had their shirts, just like you know, guys having their shirts off all the time. Like that didn't happen, you know, years and right. years ago, right? Uh, bathing suits have changed over time so much so that like I can't fathom how certain women go to the beach and what they do, <laughs> and yet go, "Don't look at me in my underwear." Right? It's just uh, like, oh, the I'm key, sorry. Keyword there. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. The keyword is consent. Because oh, no. when, you, when you wear a bathing suit, you go on the no, beach, you're valid, consenting valid to point. other people looking valid at you. Valid point. Valid point. But also at the same saying. time, I, I, understand I also say if you're wearing a one piece and then you're wearing normal clothes, the key is consent no matter what either too, right? Yeah. It's no, just, I it's all, yeah. it's all, well, there's also, con- never mind, there's consent in other places anyway. But anyway, but you, guys. You know what I mean by the point. Guys, the last no thing we no. want to do is guys, run down that rabbit guys, hole. Guys, no means no. Guys, Yeah, pretty much. No means no. Seriously. Oh, no. There's this. Uh, there's this thing that I was talking to somebody about where um, they we got talking about the guy at Stanford. I don't even want to say yeah. his name. And yeah. I um, was telling talk, – they were saying, like, well, you know, like, he was drunk too, so he couldn't consent. And I said, I completely agree with you. However, there's a difference between not consenting and being completely effing passed out and raping someone. There's two different things, right? Yeah. It's, right. There's, the, there's the idea of, like – uh, I didn't know she was drunk. It's like you were drunk, so was she. Yeah, there you go. But there's a complete right. difference than literally taking someone and like you don't run away from a situation. You know what I mean? Like if you think you're in the right, you don't run away. Oh, That's 100%. all I'm trying to say. Like you don't like, lawyer up if you don't think you did. Right. <laughs> like you know. But what also I mean? at the same time, like completely God. outside of that story and that God. entire situation. I feel like lawyering up is like the smartest thing anybody could do. But the second you lawyer up, the public perception is that you're guilty. Right. And it's just like, no, I'm just being smart because if I don't have a lawyer and I say something stupid, then I'm screwed. Public perception. Fun fact, my my lawyer finally just pulled out of like my case because everything's resolved when it comes to legal stuff. Yeah, it's weird. You're you're lawyer free. You just gotta you just gotta deal with it for another uh, 16 years. (laughs) No, no, he's four, so only. Oh, uh, so yes. 12. Yeah, twelve. It's all right. Yeah. No. And no, wait. He, no, no, no. Fourteen. I can't right. do math. The truth is, <laughs> is that the truth is, is that like for everybody out there who struggles with like custody battles and things like that, like I'm totally with you guys. If you ever want to talk about it, let me know. Like it is, it is rough. That's for sure. Especially when you're going through it, there's nothing more scary than like losing your kid. However, if you stay vigilant and show that you actually care about your kid, most court systems will see that and actually let you have time with your kid. That's all. So it, it, it stinks for me personally that like, for example, I dropped him off before coming and doing this. Um, but it's like, okay, like, he, I'm going to get him a whole bunch over Christmas break and I'm going to see him because I have more time off of work. And there, it, there's, there's so much time that I see him because I more time that I see him because I fought for that. So I encourage right. you guys out there. If anyone comes across this, continue to fight for it. So there you go. Kyle and I have always talked about how I need to do a, uh, like going through divorce podcast, like <laughs> just because like, like, as, cause if you think about it, like it's very rare that the guy 
is not the scumbag, right? Right. And so, right. and not we, to say, like, to be fair, not to say that anybody in particular is a scumbag. No, in your not situation, a, right, not at all. But, but like, it's so rare. It's so rare, the, right? Oh, it is rare, or it's like, rare. I'm the one that, that was supposed that to have been cheating, told. right? You it's, know, I was the one who cheated. It should have been the one that cheated, right? I'm the one that should have all of that stuff, right? right so right. I always think it'd be interesting to hear from a male perspective, and I would have loved to have it so that if there was like somebody else, like a female who was going through something at the same time, but you know, whatever. I just think it just support, just support everybody, and don't just assume that's the big thing for me because the hardest thing for me is that when I say that like, Oh, I I've been through a divorce and I'm 27 years old. Right. Is that people kind of look at it like, Oh, someone was, you're probably the scumbag. Right. It's just like the judgmental stuff just happens all the time. Anyway, not important rabbit hole. Let's move on because I am very excited because Kyle, this is the week. It is officially the week. It's the week. And because I don't have an Apple store around me to go and hang (laughs) out in, I haven't played this game yet. So Kyle, as someone who has actually like been there cuz you stopped been by there. the store and actually yep. like went in and like saw other people playing including like one of your, one of our friends, friend of the show, Trevor, right? Yep. So tell me about your situation with this awesome game. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know what Seth is even talking about, please you better get know out what from I'm under talking a about. rock. But also if you're an Android owner, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. But <laughs> Uh, so for those of you who don't know though nintendo and apple announced a partnership earlier this year uh was it uh at the iphone 7 keynote or the mac it was the uh, it was the iphone okay so when they when they first showed off the iphone 7 because i was uh, you know announced the airpods and they also announced a partnership with nintendo are airpods here yet no they're not out yet they can be depressed anyway go ahead so uh basically what that partnership entailed was the first and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Seth. The first time a Mario game has been made for a non-Nintendo device in history. Unless you count Mario... Well, no, Mario and Sonic, like the Olympics, were always on the Wii's. It's always on the Wii's, yep. yeah. I think you're right. Okay, so this is very historical, then. If you If you weigh the importance of this, the first time Mario is on a non-Nintendo console... And that console is iOS devices. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think iOS or Apple products or Android products, for that matter, aren't a console, we can have that conversation later. Um, but <laughs> like on a completely different forum. Yeah, on a completely different. You know, we we can bring it up next week or whatever. But for the sake of this conversation, keep it short and simple. Um, so yeah, it's a endless runner. Uh, so very similar to like Jetpack Joyride and a couple other things in that vein. Uh, but it, it goes through the entire Mario world. And uh, they, for me, uh, my quick first thoughts on it was that it's a great, easy-to-consume game for all ages. Uh, you can pick it up, play it for five minutes, put it down. And uh, for me, that's not enough. <laughs> you know, I was in that store for almost an hour just playing the game, just going through it, as was Trevor. He's in there for like an hour and a half playing through the different worlds. Uh, and the replay le- of, uh, value of it, too, because... Uh, they have these things called challenge coins within each level. Right. And if you collect them all, then there's another coin that will spawn in there uh, that is even harder to get. So there's always replay value of going back and trying to get the challenge coins, trying to grind through, get more coins, and use those coins for different upgrades and boosts within the game. Uh, and it does this all without microtransactions. And that's Yay. a beautiful thing. Now, 
without the microtransactions, there is a price point to this game, though, and that's going to be $9.99. And I know uh, me and Seth have some thoughts on that. But basically, from a gameplay standpoint, uh, it's very solid. It does feel weird, though. Uh, as somebody who has a 3DS, who's played you know Mario for through multiple generations of consoles, yeah. this is not... Uh, this is not the Mario that you expect it to be, which is a good thing in this case. It is a Mario built for a mobile phone experience. This is not a Mario built for you to have what is a 3DS game on your I, I, iPhone or something like this. This is a Mario game built from the ground up based around the iPhone, and that is where it shines. That is the glory and beauty around this is that for what this game is, it is a great iOS game experience. I have not had this much fun playing an iOS game for a long time, and I, I cannot wait to have this on my personal device so I don't have to drive to an Apple store <laughs> to play it. Because, like, where I'm at right now, like... <laughs> You know, with my life, the Apple Store is five, or like what three miles down the road from where I live. Nothing bad. So yeah, it's like, hey, let's just take the bus over, drive over, and play for a little bit. Go get some food, hang out with some friends at the mall. I'm good. And so I, and I honestly like, if it wasn't coming out this week, if there was like a month between now and when it came out, I, I would go, I would go to the store to play it. That's just me, oh, though. Oh dear lord. <laughs> Uh, didn't you just narrowly miss it too, Seth? You I did. Like, I was there like literally the week, away. like literally two days before. Yep. <laughs> and I had time. Oh, I could have just sat there and played it. So, because <laughs> so, yeah. I got um, my screen replaced. By the way, we talked about this before. Worst experience yeah. at an Apple store ever. Don't ever go to the Mishawaka Apple store in Indiana. It's the worst. Although they if did a good job replacing the If there's several Apple store you want to go to, go to the Briarwood one. And I have never had a problem at the Briarwood Mall store. I have never had an issue and i never had a problem with like the indianapolis one either like walking into briarwood like knowing that like i just even just say that oh yeah i've worked for apple in the past and they don't treat you like an idiot anymore it's just it's amazing <laughs> anyway because i'm not an idiot like like when so just tell you guys the story because i don't normally do this but i'm going to complain about apple real quick and right. kyle you just sit back okay uh, fine you don't have to <laughs> you don't have to chime in but because I know you're happy with your new phone, but yes, here's Very the deal. Happy with my iPhone this guy right here is my iPhone seven. I got it the day it came out, just like I have since the iPhone five. I have had a new iPhone the day it came out. This iPhone, excuse me, gets really, really hot and chugs like a mofo. Like it is the slowest phone. Touch an alcoholic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Speaking of alcoholic. <laughs> too much water anyway not like literally this is water this isn't vodka anyway so i was like okay i'm sitting here and it's just like like right now it's hot in my hands right so to make it through not a day at work but to make it through just like to lunchtime i went and bought one of these notice it's branded apple again i kept it in the family apple went and got your case too right and then I'm sitting here and I have restored it. I have set it up as new. I have done everything that I should do normally, right? And this person, I'm not going to use mean terms for her, blames it on my, uh, goes ahead and blames it on my calendars. To which I tell her, my calendars, my email addresses have not changed really since my iPhone 5. And that thing had a, a bum battery. Like literally, Apple recalled them. And I didn't have a problem. 
And so I told her there was something wrong with the phone, and she kept saying it doesn't have anything to do with the battery. It doesn't warrant a battery replacement. And finally, I had to tell her in plain English, it's not a battery. I'm not asking for the battery. Anyway, long story short, this will not make me like leave my Apple love, right? However, like the more and more that these phones keep coming out, and then more and more that there's like less and less like amazement things to them the more that I just like sit here and go, I'm bored, right? And so like the only reason why I haven't left Apple already is because I'm in the ecosystem, right? And I have an iPad Pro. I have, you know, an iMac right here that I'm talking to. I I will have a MacBook shortly. All my routers are Apple, right? And I heard that Apple might be pulling out of the router game and I heard they might be pulling out of the monitor game and I'm like, this sucks. And then I come along and I'm like... I can't, um, that's not a herd, that is a... Yeah, so, yeah, well, now that (laughs) LG has their new monitor, in case you were looking. Which, by the way, that thing is not ugly. I want a 5K 27-inch monitor so bad right now! That thing is not what we call ugly. However, it's still crazy that they didn't put, like, an Ethernet port on that thing. Like, it's somehow, I would rather have a Apple, uh thunderbolt display because it has more io available anyway not true anymore. but also more io in the old world because uh, i'm like USB-C is the way to go like it is the way it's to go the most, but things need like, to change things do need to change yeah also, and it is a bummer that like this phone a USB-C. you know i can't comment <laughs> like why can't we just have this as a USB-C? It would just be so easy. Anyway, not yeah. important. As as an Apple fan, I will be bummed out if the next iPhone doesn't have a USB-C port. I don't but... think it will. I think it'll be Lightning. Well, it'll be Lightning 3. <laughs> fine. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's the workaround is you just don't call it USB-C. That's fine, but it needs to like fit in there, and it needs to work in any way. That's true. I, I agree. I, think I don't disagree that's with what you. I want. <laughs> Anyway, that's my little Apple rant. However, I have never had it where someone... So then I walked around the mall with it in my pocket. Like, I didn't even use it. I just walked around the mall with it in my pocket while they were replacing the screen on my 6. The only phone that I've ever cracked, by the way. The only iPhone I've ever cracked, by the way. Not phone. Not we, me. <laughs> purposefully threw my Droid 2 down the stairs. So I have at my old broken house. the screen on my last four, three iPhones. Way to go. So this guy's all repaired just in case I need a backup. But... And I might sell him. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Yeah, he's he's worth you know he's worth like three hundred dollars. You know what I mean? So anyway. at Apple or just in general? Just in general. Okay. Not at Apple. He's you know. You'd Apple. have to buy something too to get in. Oh, to trade in? You mean? Yeah, you can't just walk oh, in yeah, and trade I'm in. Oh yeah, not gonna trade yep. in. Well, can I trade in my phone for a Mac? Mm, nope. Didn't think so. So I don't need a phone anyway. I have one of those, and it doesn't. You know work what that I great. do need? You know what I do need? What do you need? Some Nintendo Switch in my life. Oh! Boom, 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 boom. Greatest transition ever. Dude, seriously? <laughs> uh, did you watch that video I sent you on the Jimmy Fallon thing? Yeah, I had some time to watch a little bit of it. I haven't watched all of it. I know that there's a lot of speculation about things that, like, what was nice about seeing it on Jimmy Fallon and The Tonight Show was that it seemed like it worked, and it worked well. Uh, that it was quick and seamless trans, excuse me, quick and seamless transitions with the controllers. Legend of Zelda looked beautiful playing on it, and Reggie, of course Reggie Fizeme is a cool dude. Yeah, of course, and having Miyamoto play, you know, the Mario 
uh, theme song on the guitar was awesome. Oh so, yeah, and that and, was you know, like all of it was a nerdgasm <laughs> in general. Well, but, good. But to you know to have some details like for instance like we were just talking about USB C ports. You know, the Switch has a USB-C port, which, which I think is, is very interesting. Or it's a proprietary port made by Nintendo. We we can't really confirm. I really hope it's a USB-C. But it USB-C. really looks like a USB-C port. I really uh-huh. hope it is. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, obviously we have the Joy-Con trigger release on the back. Or, or the, yeah, it was, or what they're calling it. You have the controller sync button on the top for easy syncing to multiple pairs of controllers. Uh, you know, we kind of know where the power button and things are located. Outside of that, there's a lot of, like, unofficial speculation. But what I do know is when I was watching it, um, you know, I was seeing things that just made me happy, like that this device works, that this device makes sense. And I I really want this dev- I want this device more than anything to blow <laughs> me away, to be this amazing console, this amazing comeback from Nintendo not. And, I, you know, I know I've beat the drum of, like, Nintendo needs to do something innovative. They need to get rid of gimmicks and things. And people think this is gimmicky. I do not. I, I, I think compl- this thing yeah, makes. I, agree with you. It's not I think this thing all. makes a ton of sense. You know, you look. You look at the resurgence of handheld gaming, and and you look at like we were talking about earlier, like Mario coming to iOS, uh, kids with tablets. Not, you know, the 2DS market is still huge for kids. You know, like I I, I can't keep them in stock at you know GameStop and and things like that. But it, it comes down to uh, it's it's much easier for a parent to hand their kid a tablet. And if they can make this Nintendo Switch have an app store with like Netflix and YouTube and other things like that on it, and you can give it to a kid, I I really think this is going to blow open the handheld gaming space in a way that we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, you know, it this the screen size is great. Uh, the biggest concerns for me are going to be battery life and cost. Uh, outside of that, I'm sold on this thing. I I, I want one. It, whether I take it on the go or not, that's kind of to be determined. <laughs> it might just sit. It might just sit in my house. It might come with me to work every day. I don't know. Uh, but just seeing it run the games and seeing you know how how easy it was on that stage for them to demo it. I you know it, we know now that it's not just a it's not just ideas on paper that this console is going to be ready to be released. You know in about three four months here. Uh, four months, I should well, say. That's what I was going to ask. Is this coming out in March, though, right? Yeah. So we, you know, we've got four months till this comes out. Also, it's still not pre-orderable, which irks me weird. to my core. Yeah, it is weird because you could pre-order like an Xbox One and PS4 like almost a year before they came out. You know, uh, or is like that that June before November. So it's like that well over or right. Well, that's about six months. Yeah. 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 Okay. To so to be fair, it's. It was also you know, announced and like we, yeah, we knew they were frame. coming before, and they were just available for pre-order after E3. So right. I I really like with the NES Classic and just traditionally like the Wii and the Wii U. I really the one thing I just need Nintendo to do is to to just ship enough stock for once. Sure. And just not not simulate scarcity, and then just have them available everywhere on just some random day, like they need that is the big thing i think that's going to be a bummer about the switch or maybe it's the trick to why nintendo's products sell really well i don't know but i just i want to be able to pre-order this i want this day and date i don't want to play this game of checking stores and you know calling all these places and this and that i just want to have it and i'm i'm really excited for it you know i i know we 
you and I talked about it uniquely when it was announced, but we weren't really making videos uh, when it was announced, so we didn't really get to dive into what our hopes and dreams for were for it. So, if you, I mean, I don't know if you have anything you want to address about it. Um, I am. I really, really want Nintendo. The only I believe that Nintendo will live or die based on their online infrastructure on the system. Yes, um, I agree. And we, needs, and we needs, talked about this in the past. Needs to have a way for me to when I buy, you know, like the thing I was driving nuts. Like I bought this 3ds. And I had to spend, like, two hours transferring my junk. It takes forever. And then I had to go through all these questions about, like, because it's a DS game, it has a certain thing. And because it's a 3DS game, it has a certain thing. And you can't ever go back. And it's like, uh, okay, I guess I can never go back. You know what I mean? So, right. um, like, there are those type of things that drive me nuts. That, that needs to be fixed. If that's not fixed, then um, I don't see Nintendo coming out of this very well. I actually don't see them making another console. I won't buy the Switch if they don't have some sort of online connectivity. Um, and that's the truth. Uh, just because I don't need it. I don't need that game console. You know what I mean? Now, Which is fair. And I think that's why I want to buy it. Because right. I, I need. I, if I want to play the new Legend of Zelda, I need it. And I just refuse to spend money on a Wii U. But you have well, one already. Well, that's so what I'm trying to say. Well, that's you. what I'm talking to you specifically about. Is yeah. that with the Wii U... Like, the Wii U is... How do I say this? Like, the Wii U is... You went back and forth about buying that all the time for the games, right? All the time. yeah. But when it comes to the Wii U, when it comes to their actual exclusives, they were not nearly as high and as awesome as before, right? Like, right. And, and if the rumor is true, like, we we're going to talk about this in a second. If there's a rumor that's true that the GameCube uh, will be... A, GameCube will be available on Virtual Console, like, that's even better. Like, I'd love to play some Double Dash, yeah, or du- like Double Dash, a game you cannot find anywhere for right. sale in a reasonable price Luigi's point, I should Mansion, say. The original, I still yeah, have Yeah, or it. like even then, like to be like, I've always played Nintendo games, but it is it has been, outside of the handhelds, the console that I have touched the least. Yeah. And, and I, I will get in front of that, I'll say it, because remember... When we were when we were fundamentally building this podcast, we said we got a Sony guy, we got a Microsoft guy. Uh, we don't really have a Nintendo guy, but me and Seth both play Nintendo games. But Seth is more the Nintendo guy than me, you know. And it's like I want to play Nintendo games. I want to be fueled and have a reason to own their console because I think they make some of the best games. Period. You know, it's like they're sure they're not Uncharted, Naughty Dog Four experience or Naughty Dog Four. They're not Uncharted Four, Naughty Dog experiences, but they are still, uh, from a gameplay standpoint, the part that matters the most in video games. I think Nintendo makes gameplay loops that are just fun, intuitive, great for all ages, amazing games, and I want to, I want to cherish those. But what would be even better, and this is something I'm experiencing with my PS4 right now, is being able to play exclusive games that have been brought to current generations that I never got to touch because I didn't own that console. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so if the Switch has virtual console in it alone, that's almost enough for me to want that. But back to your point, if there is not a clear and concise way to purchase those digital titles, to have them organized, and to be able to download them to other consoles, even if it requires me to be logged in, that's fine, but I have to. I have to be able to have those games in a clear and concise way like Xbox Live or PSN. If they do not revitalize their internet infrastructure, I won't purchase the virtual console games, but I still think the Switch is going to be my entry point to playing games like The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild because there, there is no world in which I don't play that game. There's just not. 
and I would rather buy a Switch than a Wii U at this point. I mean, if, if I'm going to, like, I'd rather have the on-the-go experience than just not have it at all. I guess it's kind of my situation, but if, if I were you and they didn't increase the online infrastructure and you were just like, well, if it's coming out on the Wii U too, then I don't need it, you know? And right. I understand where you're coming from with that. So, uh, and that could be a struggle that Nintendo will see with, you know, owners of the Wii U going, well, I have a system that already plays this and plugs into my TV. I don't I don't need the Switch, and that's okay. But for me, th- this seems to be the perfect entry point. And I've seen rumors that there's going to be multiple price points starting at 250 going up to 400 And if that's the case, that's awesome. Like, if they I take agree. kind of that... If they go with if the, they take the cell phone model... Yeah, if they go with the cell phone model of, like, look, we have a good, better, best. They all play the games the same, but here's the storage capacities. I, I think it'll be great. And chances now, granted, I would like to see just removable storage implemented in it. I think taking that away might be a little foolish and silly of Nintendo. Um, but to see like maybe different price points with uh, bundled accessories, for instance, like let's say they just do a tablet, just just the tablet with the charging cable and the side controllers for two fifty. They do a, a complete home system for three fifty. You know, and or you know, and have like two different like this is the one with the docking station. This is just the on the go model. Maybe I'm not I don't sure. think that they do that. I don't think that they would do that. You know, per se. But if they do bundles, uh, where it's like this is the on the go bundle, this is the more at home stationary bundle, and that home stationary bundle comes with that pro controller, a couple other things. You know, I'll probably get the more expensive bundle. But I just see. I think price point, price point, price point is the most important thing to think about this console because if it is more expensive than an iPad mini 4 you just lost the game as far as you know trying to compete against tablets and things like that well so. i don't disagree but also at the same time like i think that nintendo's going for something very different here which is back to like like i is like is couch co-op dead like I, I think about that a lot and like how i love having people over to my house i just don't have like a ton of time for people to come over just yeah. to play like nintendo consoles and i that's where it comes down is that's what the console's for i think and then you can take it personally and go right uh yeah. like the joke that i heard on some of the ichem podcast was like the girl like lisa was wow lisa's bringing that switch yeah, like, thing again who goes to rooftop parties right. and Le- the game God, lisa can you but just leave the this thing time. at home but right. at the same time seth like my dad uh for christmas dinner was like i need you to bring your xbox one and i go why and he's like should you have rock band i'm like okay True. yeah and that and that like granted it's a music experience it's something that's different but it's also that is couch co-op that is people playing together and so i think i think it's not couch co-op is dead i think in today's society getting people together in a room to play video games is not that is the harder part is getting you know getting those group of people to say i will leave my house because i i I, as a millennial (laughs) it's not something i like to do I like if somebody's like, yo, do you want to come over to my house to play video games? I'm like, no, I'll just see you online. Right. You know? And so I think that that unless you're coming over for an event. Yeah, exactly. And if it's an event or a purpose or a scheduled LAN or something like that, that's a little different. But whenever my friends are over here hanging out for whatever reason and then we bring up the, hey, do you want to play Goat Simulator? Hey, do you want to play Rocket League? Everybody wants to play, and everybody has an amazing time. So I don't think couch co-op is dead. I just think the opportunities to make couch co-op happen right. have changed because of modern society. I mean, I agree with you 100%, but I also think that, like, it's just it's just a cool... I don't know. It's just a cool idea. I'm actually totally on board with that. I actually... 
uh, applaud Nintendo for being weird and creative again when they could have just gone yeah. totally it's just, just it, it's just this edge. time they did it in a way that makes sense it's, it's so like, lot, like you could tell this is what the Wii U is supposed to be though right? right like they were like okay what should we do this or this and it's like if the Wii right. U didn't exist and it just jumped to this from the Wii to this totally awesome oh, right they, well the I also complete and we've talked about this before and uh, you know on this podcast yeah we um, very much beat this subject I, to if you change the name of the wii u to literally any effing thing else <laughs> you have a completely different situation no i agree and and that's why i'm so happy that this is completely called something different oh it should it's be like, yeah it's like you know i i think i think uh i think you're right that the switch is what the wii u should have always been but i also don't think the switch could exist without the feedback from what we hated about the wii u that's that's also true so yeah Either way, I'm very excited. I'm I'm very, I don't know. I'm just I'm now, really, I'm really ready now, to go. I'm ready to go with it too. Now, do you think, uh, you know, and this could transition in uh, a bigger conversation, but do you think the Switch is going to replace the 3DS as the handheld skew? No, I know, not right, right away. It's not, that's not, not right, right away. away. No, I and I agree with that. I don't think the 3DS is going anywhere. Or maybe the next... But also, once again, two, the naming problem years, happened maybe? again. So the naming problem happened again. Like, this thing is a new 3DS. Right? I, hate, I hate the name of it so I hate much. the name, It's so right? hard to explain to it. Because, right. like, for instance, working at GameStop, somebody calls. I'd need a new 3DS. Okay, do you want it pre-owned or owned? Right. <laughs> People are like, no, I want the new one. Okay, but here's a... And I understand what you're saying, but trying to relay over the phone right. that a new 3DS... Or do you want a new, new 3DS? Right. People people think I am not listening to them, that I'm, like, patronizing them. Right. And I'm like, no. I would just only just, sell them this. Yeah. Personally. No, I know. But, like, people want the cheapest price. So sometimes they're like, yeah, just give me a 3DS. What, what difference is it? Oh, and I try wow. to explain it to them. And they go, my kid doesn't need that. I'm like, yeah, well, if they want to play Hyrule Warriors, they right. do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and if their parents love, if you actually love them, then yes. You love your That's child. Exactly what they need. Go get them a new 3DS you XL will. edition. If no. you don't, <laughs> no. Like, uh, so I told you this, Kyle, but like, I was actually thinking about like to go along with your question. Uh, when the DSs were ninety nine dollars at Best Buy over Black Friday, I thought about getting Elijah one. Um, right. Because he's four, he's going to be five, so he's going to hit that age where he's going to finally understand. And if I get him, like, he holds his own in, like, the Kirby game that's always on display. Okay. There. So, and he plays uh, Yoshi's Woolly, Woolly World okay. So, I think the problem is, is the size. Okay. And, like, the directional thing, like, he doesn't get that yet. So, I thought, okay, like, if he had this, he could totally do that. Like, my hand is perfect fitting on this he'd be fine too right right so i wonder if like i thought about it and i really did and i decided not to and i i still kind of regret it because if i just would have kept it in a box and just shoved it up there and then when he was ready like i don't know you would have had a cool limited edition hundred dollar 3ds that's true (laughs) that's true but like that's what i mean like i would have just started him out that way but then i'm like oh why don't i just give my no not giving him my zelda one and then i'm like well why don't i'll just get the peak cut no like no i'm not giving him either one of those so like went back and forth on it and i decided not to but um i i hope that it doesn't is what i mean i don't know if it will or not i think that you will find that the 3ds 
uh, they're having a hard time dropping the name in case you didn't notice, right? So Mm -hmm. kind of like their bad thing was like, oh, we don't want to drop the name Wii, but we don't want to call it the Wii 2, and we don't want to have a 3DS, we don't want to call it the 3DS 2, right? Right. So they went with new and you, which I'm like, oh, god right Right, so i honestly think i understand what they're saying like it's the same reason why playstation hasn't changed the name of their box right is because Mm -hmm. like we kind of went away from that so you had the xbox and the gamecube and then the nintendo 64 and then before that you had the super nintendo right and so Mm -hmm. like they're keep changing their name they think they're going to lose brand loyalty when in reality nintendo just has brand loyalty anyway do you own nintendo right my mom still calls this ds she still calls it a game boy you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's it's like one of those where it won't go away. I honestly thought, hey, wouldn't it be cool if they just called the new thing a Game Boy? So if they went to a Game Boy, but then they ostracize girls now, so I guess they'll get mad about that. But uh, the Game Boy, Game Girl, Game right? binary person. <laughs> game, game human system. Um, like, it, I, I know that sounds horrible, but also at the same time, like, go back to something that you know, and that's fine too. But, like, I don't i'm a little afraid of like carrying that thing around and we talked about this last time like yeah. i'm a little bit afraid of like shoving that in my backpack i'm a little bit afraid of the battery life obviously i'm a little bit afraid like yeah. i just have this in my backpack for like three days and it's still ready to go you yeah know? but are you afraid of these things for your vita yeah that's why it has a just gigantic puffy case okay. and why and, i turn and, it and off when I put it in my backpack, not just shut the right. lid type thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's fair. And I do think that there are some great things about the 3DS that would be lost if they made the permanent switch. I agree. But then I, I my counter to you know some of your concerns or, or what I think needs to be at least be acknowledged, though, is that at which point does the 3DS just restrict game developers? And at which point does the 3DS restrict Nintendo themselves to make amazing first-party exclusives that are also on the That's go? That's fine, but they and need to th- change and, the name. Yeah, but do you think it's worth developing two essentially handheld systems so, at the same time? I actually thought it would be a cool idea, personally, to go along with your like portable system-only thing. To mm-hmm. like, And the name's taken by Razer, but uh, call this the Switchblade. That would be cool. Like the little DS that folds up still. But, like, so at the bottom, I mean, so instead of, like, having a screen at the bottom, you just have, like, I don't know, but then the whole top is the Switch-type style screen, right? And then maybe cameras or whatever you need at the bottom or extra buttons, whatever. But um, the reason why I was thinking about that was then you just close it again because the big thing that has always been cool about the DS is that you can close it. And you don't have to worry. And so I like this thing, like, yeah, it's a limited edition. It's really cool. But at the same time, like, I don't worry about it. I really don't. Right. It's a, uh, it's made of this like mat. It's really good. It's, it's well built. This is the best built uh, DS I've ever had in my opinion. And so like, I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of different things that I think you can go into with that. Yeah. That would make more sense. No. And, and I, I agree. Like, like I said, there, there's it a lot a of magic. It, it needs a reinvention. It, Does that help your, question it does that answer your question it, it needs a reinvention yeah it's just i guess and it does help the question i i guess my whole thing and, and you know it's it's something that is to be seen there's really no right or wrong answer to this i just don't understand 
Nintendo benefiting from having two separate handhelds at the same time. And so that's why I think, that is why I, I would imagine that the Switch is going to become the primary skew for all things Nintendo at some point. Do I think the 3DS is going to live on for, you know, a couple more years? 100%. But there there is going to be a point where any refurbish on the 3DS, w- w- I feel like would be better spent on just updating uh, the Nintendo Switch. And I think the Switch has the highest probability of succeeding in kind of that um, quicker turnaround cycle for upgrade system, you know, like that we see with cellular phones. Like we've been talking sure. about this, the PS4 Pro and Project Scorpio and all these things. Uh, if there was a device on the market that could benefit from yearly or bi-yearly updates, if they get their online infrastructure right, if they get their backups and a universal login and we could see uh, you know, more frequent and updated iterations of the Switch going forward that are backwards compatible with the same hardware as far as like the controllers and the docking station, which if they were doing a USB-C port on it would make a lot of sense going forward. Absolutely. I, I think, I just, I was thinking that that would be an amazing set for Nintendo, combining their both handheld and desktop systems, updating them, you know, like I said, bi-yearly, I think that would be a great business model. I just don't see where the 3DS would fit in or even a redesign of handheld would fit in on top of that, you know? Binary and, uh, Yeah, thank you for stopping in and saying hi. We appreciate it as always. Feel better, dude. Yeah. Just don't throw up. All right. <laughs> or, or throw up. up. Yeah, or throw up. Just get it over with. Like, just get it out of you. Oh, you know? God. I, did I tell you I had food point? This is probably, Nuri Sean, get out. Just leave. Before I start talking about this, that tell you had food poisoning like a week and a half ago. No, I mean that uh, was about the same time I was like bedridden and had uh, a call for three no, days. It was though. it was literally uh, a week before that. Oh, like, okay, it was a week before that. So uh, I think so. I had beef at Wendy's. Beef. Eli did not have beef at Where's Wendy's. Where's the beef? Yeah, I don't know. That's carpet. <laughs> uh, but Eli was fine. But you want to know the worst thing in the world? throwing your guts up when a, th- a four-year-old is around can oh, i yeah. watch dad no can i watch <laughs> no are you okay dad no i'm fine i just please buddy oh no so i didn't start feeling it to like an hour before i was taking him back to his mom's and so I'm like, oh, maybe I'm just like, you know, maybe I just ate something like I shouldn't have. Like I'm getting more sensitive as I get older. And right. then like I throw up literally like we're about to go out the door and I run upstairs and I throw up, you know, do all the stuff you do to make it so your mouth doesn't taste like that. And then get in the car and I'm sitting there driving like, oh, God, literally like, give him a hug, push him into the door and say, I'm sick. I'm leaving to them. And I run down the stairs and like almost throw up in their bushes i was like this close to doing it and then i run down into my car and just like drive the 15 minutes home and i'm like oh god i'm gonna die i'm gonna die and I'm then so i just sorry. all night man and then i was like i work at 12 30 right now i won't be like that after the new year but like i work at 12 30 right now so i'm sitting there a.m or p.m p.m so i'm okay. sitting there going oh okay like i literally like it's i'm not feverish I literally don't have like the shakes or anything like that. And uh, because of the ability of it coming out both ends, I know that it's food poisoning. Like you just feel it and you're just like, okay, I just need to throw up like six times and I'll be fine. 
So like, so at first I was like, okay, I need to throw up four times. This is how I get rid of food poisoning all the time. Like whenever I have food poisoning. So after the fourth time I'm going in on the fifth and I'm like, Oh God, is this something worse? Because I have every intention of going to work the next day. (laughs) And so I'm getting up and I like throw up again (laughs) and it's seven times in. And I'm like, I'm going to die. I am literally going to die. This is like the worst feeling I have ever had. And in the meantime, one of my really close friends she's actually fighting for custody of her kid up in Michigan. And she was like asking for me for help, like filling out, like how I would put it in her words of like, she, the long story short, her, uh, at her ex is actually like abusive, like physically. So she oh, was trying sucks. to like put it in words without trying to sound like a vi- victim or vin- like, you know, like she was making Basically, it up or something saying like that. it, yeah, saying it saying was an it, accurate representation yes. of the issue. Right, which I'm very good at. So then she was telling me, like, and I'm sitting there on, like, I'm literally sitting there next to the toilet, laying down, like, helping her, walking her through it. And she's like, hang up. And I'm like, no, I, this is important. And I just, like, <laughs> there you go. So anyway, long story short, food poisoning, no fun. Sean, feel better, buddy. Hope you do, because that's horrible. Anyway. <laughs> That's a great way to end, don't you think? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you right. know, I don't have much to talk about outside no. of that. I got laundry to do. I yeah. got work in the morning. And, and so. honestly, <laughs> we actually went for an hour this time. So, like, we're not yeah, going that's for... That's why like, we did, like, two hours. <laughs> almost two hours. We had so much to yell about. So, there you go. It it also have been so long since we had spoken, just personally. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. So, long story short... I needed this back in my life. We do. We need this weekly. You know, while Kyle and I have always talked about, like, something that we should do is actually do a political podcast, if that's something that you want us to do, uh, I just want to give you some... Like, let us know. We'd love to do it. But also at the same time... Are we talking about... Like, I think we should do... Not, like, not specifically political or not specifically just, like, a dating or divorce advice, but just, like, a... A normal... Like a show. We are humans just talking about stuff. Right. And that way we can talk about more pop culture things. Right. What's going on in the world and things like that without boring people who just want to... Yeah, I guess that's not... It's not political. It's a worldly show. Yeah. A more worldly show. If you guys want us to do that, we actually wouldn't mind doing that at all. Um, and also at the same time, you like, just to put that through, like Kyle has been through many different relationships and everything like that. Uh, he's currently dating an awesome girl who like, they have a pretty good situation. They do things together. Um, but they also have separate lives, which is really cool. So that's a completely different thing. And it's also, you know, every relationship has, like, I think I would say, you know, if you are interested in having us do this in terms of my current relationship, uh, you know, we're about to hit year three in January. And uh, this relationship has not been perfect. Nope. And I had multiple times where it, it was a, do I walk away or do I repair? Do I work together as a partner and fix this? And, and do we work as a team? And I've learned so much from instead of going through the, I'm going to break up with you route and, and taking the, you know, actually, I don't want to break up with you. I just I just want to figure out how we can fix this. Right. And, and by going through that route, which is half the time Seth's suggestion anyways, uh, <laughs> you know, I've been able to have a, a very healthy and happy relationship with a lot of feedback and communication. And so if you guys would like to learn how to do that, uh, Seth is a great person to talk to. And then through my through my experiences through Seth, uh, you know, I have a lot of things to say about his advice. So, you know, I would love to talk about it, but... 
also i just want to make sure we get this show locked down absolutely <laughs> but we have that stuff we can do we'd love to do we just anything you guys want we're open to and doing that but that being said where you can talk to us about that kyle where can we find you my friend you can find me on twitter at kb cooper with zeros uh so that's kbc zero zero p e r and i i'm a i'm a tweeter i love it he tweets a Hit lot me up. He i do it's a lot i tweet, tweet a lot about a lot of things i read twitter i don't tweet a lot kind of like kind of like i read snapchat do you know what i mean yeah i read snapchat like, i read snapchat i read snapchat i read facebook i don't really post anymore i usually i usually get myself in trouble anyway yeah. um, i mean like for instance today on twitter we see a lot of j cole hate people are like j cole's trash and i'm like i i, I always thought j cole was a pretty good hip-hop artist i mean i'm not a hip-hop critic by any means listen to a decent amount but people are like j cole sucks and i'm like what happened like did j cole do something no over the last couple of years and you know and that's that's what i talked about on twitter today trying to figure j. out Cole's not like that j. bad yeah. i don't enjoy I don't, his music I, I like j cole i like j cole i like wale i like childish gambino you know i like a lot of them oh, but uh wale so good <laughs> no like seriously really good like he's he's underrated i think but anyway and that's in my opinion but also like oh my god what someone just sent me a picture of their phone is it just obliterated oh they just obliterated the top of it like you can see the set like the camera sensor and everything up there yes i Good love god have you ever have you ever experienced no i i actually can't bring that up <laughs> yeah like oh my god it's just oh so... by the way did i tell you i have an nes classic no oh yes you did your mom bought it for you for christmas yes yeah so i won't have it till the 25th but. yes but you you do it's just sitting over there and we've talked about how i don't care oh yeah how i true. think that's horrible and that we should just bring those things to virtual console and have them be transferable from everything oh by the way uh in fort Wayne, indiana right now you can buy a 32 gigabyte wii u for a hundred dollars oh a hundred dollars for a 32 gigabyte wii u groupon no uh, facebook oh facebook group oh man it's like clean too it looks like no one touched it probably because no one did <laughs> ah jokes ah. anyway you can find me on twitter at <laughs> sgmento8 and on literally everything else you can find me as frocore 8 which is on the screen here uh but for those of you listening to the audio it's f-o-f-r-o-c-o-r-8 i know that that is confusing but also if you accidentally look me up as frocore 8 on twitter you'll find a twitter with a picture of sonic running that says you found the wrong twitter go to this twitter if Link you tweet at it doesn't it automatically tweet at you to tell you to tweet to no, your actual I twitter I, I turned that off a while ago oh okay because I, I had to pay for for a while so oh you had to pay for that yeah. okay it was a fun feature when you had it, it. wasn't expensive <laughs> it was just one of those i was like mm, no like i don't need to pay the nine dollars like and it wasn't even it like nine dollars for like a year. Or yeah, $9 it was literally like it was literally like twenty five dollars a year, and I'm a jerk. Jeez. Like nah, nah, I don't need that. Like it's oh it's gosh. it's like paying for call forwarding for a year and like complaining that that's so cheap. Like if you break it down, twenty five dollars over twelve months is like two dollars a month. Like wouldn't I pay that? Yeah, but I still, should. Yeah, but it's still two dollars a month for what? Just to have somebody redirect to your actual Twitter, which is something that you could do if you just like put it like you said in your header that you're at the wrong Twitter. It's it's on my phone. It's in my 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 other Twitter's on here. So why oh. do you just why don't you just associate why don't you just say the official Twitter of Seth for Project Forge Productions? Because I don't want to manage two Twitters. 
True, but that way you can keep your personal tweets and your professional tweets I separate. I don't want them separate. I mean, for me, I have a, a separate personal Twitter so that I don't I don't get in fights with people that I like to keep as fans of the show, you know? Or there yeah. are people who only want to hear my video game talk but don't want to hear me complaining about uh, or venting about personal relationships that I have or things that are going astray in my life. Like, nobody wants to hear me complain on Twitter. So I made a Twitter just to complain so I can keep my other Twitter focused on video games, nerdy stuff, and great conversations about music and stuff. So, And it wouldn't just tweet, me. it would message. That's why I didn't like it. I wanted oh, it, it was like a DM? Yeah, uh, because can... I can have TweetBot do that. Yeah, you get a tweet bot. There's tons of services that you can have automatically right. DM. That's people. why I turned it off. Yeah, because it's all DMs. Yes. Although <sighs> someone follows me on this Twitter called Smell My Wick, and that makes Which, me by laugh. The way, by the way, and you guys can leave this in the comments below. That's how we know you watched till the end, even after we said goodbye. Ah. <laughs> the other day at work, I asked a coworker of mine who just recently had a car accident, had his car totaled, got a new car, posted a picture of that car on Facebook. And I said, so when I first saw him in person, I said, how are you liking your new wit? Never have I ever had somebody look at me with like such a Paul, like how dare you ask me about my sex life kind of a Paul. Because ah. he thought I was talking about a physical whip. Ah. And he continues, he continued to just stare at me as I repeated the question in utter shock that i was asking him this because he likes whips <laughs> but and then so i just i just for my own sanity please tell me in the comments below do you have you ever referred to a car as a whip which i feel so white even asking this question yes. at first but like is it it's commonplace right to refer I to a car them, as a I whip call them wheels. Right? i call it wheels, wheels whips yeah, but you know what i mean it's like it's not like if i asked you like seth how's your whip going you would respond I don't well, know why you'd I say, how's my whip going? I think you'd say, how's that whip? Yeah, and then you would just be like, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a reliable Ford, Ford, uh... It's a reliable Ford car, always, yeah. is what I will always respond with, unless I'm sitting here super excited because I finally got an Evo. Right. So, when are you trying to get an Evo, huh? I'll never get an Evo. I'm a dad. I you, know, always, can... you, you can get a Subaru Outback if you're a dad. So, I do want a Crosstrek badly yeah so badly and i look at the price and i go nope i'm good for i know now. my car yeah. is reliable honestly though pre-owned subarus are amazing still well that's the problem with the crosstrek is how many of them are being turned back in none of them just like oh exactly my car is a ford taurus x 2008 which means that it's a ford freestyle there you go right. that'll help right. everybody yeah. right <laughs> so the problem is, is that Which, my like, car the freestyle doesn't exist anymore because it got swapped with the flex, right? No, the, so the freestyle, they called it the Taurus X, and that same year they came out with the flex. Okay, so and you so were the Taurus were, like, X existed with the flex. Okay, and, and so, now it doesn't exist. Now it doesn't exist because they had because they kind of turned the Explorer into a smaller version of it. Okay. Now the Explorer is back to the big size. It's a long story. Anyway, so like I can go through all of how Ford was losing money and then didn't take bailout money. That's why I choose Ford. So, um, but basically, I feel like it was like my car is V six. It's all wheel drive. We just got um, a good almost foot of snow here. There's so much snow. Yeah. Like Django, I couldn't even see Django's legs. Yeah, and so we got all this snow, and I'm sitting here going. 
no, this is no big deal. Like, this car just tears through it. Like, I've driven That's how through. I feel whenever I drive my Subaru. <laughs> right. And, like, the fact that it's a V6 and that it's all wheel drive and it's stabilized in sync, like, it's synchronous all wheel drive, it's not four wheel drive, it just handles very well. And even when, like, and I can still fishtail a little bit, which I like to do, um, <laughs> but, like, not to the, and, like, but it always catches. Like, I right. feel the car catch. And it's so good that it's like, I will never get rid of this car. Like, I just won't. And so then I was like, oh, but I'd like to maybe upgrade to a Ford Flex, which is basically the same thing. It's just, it's basically the same chassis, except that it has, you know, a longer frame, which is kind of what I'd like, um, just to, like, get me more of the dad dad vehicle. Plus, they have a refrigerator inside, which I think is the bee's knees. Right. Um, I mean, you've got dad bod. I know. I got dad bod. I got the kid for the dad. And I got the dad jokes. Why don't so, I just have the dad car, right? Right. So I had to get my car fixed, and they gave me a 2016 Chevy Sonic, um, with a turbo, and I was like, hey, 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 this car's so quick and fast. Uh, but it's but that but I noticed, it won't handle worth crap. No, actually, it, it didn't do too bad. But the fact is, is that like something that I don't like is that like zero to sixty, that car is much slower than my car. Oh yeah, is it? It's it's a turbo, but a four cylinder turbo, or still right. a six cylinder and turbo? And it's an and it's not an inline four cylinder. So like, uh, right, okay. so yeah. it has. I looked it up, and so I'm like sitting here and I'm looking, and it's like the turbo. But if you are going over 20 miles per hour and you mm-hmm. slam on that accelerator, you're gone. Like I am gone. Like that car is so quick. But the problem is, is that like getting I to that am point. too big for that car. Like, yeah, I was about to say, I am you're, sitting you're, in you, the back seat of that, that car. car. I am sitting yeah. in the back seat, and that's not even the smallest car that Chevy makes. Like Chevy <laughs> makes the freaking Spark. Yeah, like, which is oh my even god! <laughs> like I can't, I can't imagine. But you know what I did love? I loved, and I tested this out pretty much. I pretty much got like forty miles per gallon. That's nice. In it's the always... city. Yeah, and so like always... I put to go back to the dealer. Uh, I put like five bucks in. Cause I didn't, and it was just for me to get there because I prepaid for gas. It's a long story. Um, so, <laughs> but I put the five dollars in like I do every other rental car I've ever had. But I've always had like sedans, and so like I put it in, and I was like, oh, like over a fourth, over it. a fourth of a <laughs> no. tank. Right. Well, alrighty then. This is amazing. Like this is the greatest thing ever. But like the Chevy, like this is a year old Chevy, and the steering wheel controls didn't work. Uh, the touchscreen was the buggiest touchscreen I've ever had. This is an LTZ, Dude. and it didn't have like power up, power down seats, like so, all of that stuff. It was actually your, really depressing. To your point, I actually like I was driving a nicer vehicle the other day, um, and like my dad has like one of the newest Cadillacs, and yeah, um, basically while my car or while I didn't have a car, I needed to borrow a car to take Django to uh, one of his vet appointments. And so we had uh, Ashley's mom actually was letting us borrow a car that she was borrowing. And so it was like one of those Buick Regals. I, I think nice it was like car. 2014 or 15. Yeah, nice um, and so it's just for me, though, I was really annoyed. Why do cars and, and like this might not be all of them. Why when we have like iPad Pros and amazing touchscreen technology on our devices and our phones, why do the touchscreens in cars suck so much? Because they have to be anti-glare. Why are the operating systems and everything so slow then? Because like, it's they just, are like, cheap. The entire experience is the worst experience. So like, I, will I not... would literally. I would yeah. li- if they had an option where it's like you can just bring your own iPad and install it in here. I would do that because there's just no reason why these cars 
systems, the hub that runs the entire oh, yeah, Cars OS is Well, that's fat. the problem now is that like this – I love the fact that I touch the screen, right? And it's like, right? oh, yeah, how long do you want your lights to be on when you get out of the car and you lock it? Do it's you great. want it's the heated seat to turn that. on when you remote start the car? I'm like, hell yes, right? right it's all right? in the touch screen, and it's all controllable, which is great. But I guess Chevy has MyLink, which if okay. you bought the car, you have much more control from your phone. Like, what, you have okay. so much more control, I guess. But it's still, it's just like, why but does no, that experience I, have to, to suck, point, though? To your point, I'm sitting there trying to push Bluetooth to connect to my like you have, it automatically and it like my car is a 08 and it only has like the two lines like it doesn't have the yeah. high-end system and what do you have the microsoft sync yes yeah okay. yeah and all i do is i get in the car and it like looks for my phone automatically yep meanwhile the chevy didn't even do that at all and then once i got it to recognize it i would tap on the little drop down that would have the bluetooth in it which bluetooth is at yep. the bottom and then the only what? like yeah and here's the other thing too i needed those steering wheel controls because there was no physical goddamn knob to volume up and down on that damn thing like you gotta have oh, a yeah. volume knob like i cannot it's like having a home oh, button they're like ripping it out of new cars Dude, like the volume yes. knob is dying just like the audio jack did <laughs> like, so i looked at the new like... mitsus i was looking at a new mitsu i was looking at a 2017 gallant not gallant uh lancer and yep. I was like, just the regular old Lancer is the lower end one, like the ES or whatever it is. And I was like, I looked at it and I was like, oh, that looks nice. Oh, good. It's a DIN and a half. It's a DIN and a half. It's not like built in. I can replace it. Like, that's right. my first thought was I'll replace it. Like, right. that's not how I want to go anymore. Like, yeah. I just want it to be part of the car. So I just feel like for me, when I finally am well off enough to go purchase a new car, I'm just going to be through the roof annoyed at the amount of technology options and how much you have right. to pay to have the better options. And then, like, if I were to ask uh, how fast is the processor in it, there's nobody who can tell me. No. Like, I guarantee you if I ask the dealership, you know, how much available RAM does this have? Like, because – Here's the thing. If I'm going to buy a new car, Seth, and this is this is why it, it frustrates me so much that this information is not readily available. Sure. If the, if, if the car is so digitalized, like what is to say that in six, seven, eight years that that technology is not going to stop working no. or it's not going to bug out and I'm going to have to replace the entire car because it just bricks itself. Like that is like – I I'm going to that that I don't know I don't know if my fears are validated here I just feel like <laughs> in 2016 you can't buy a car that doesn't have all this extra tech crap yeah. but then the tech crap doesn't work as efficiently as an iPad even would True. and that and like if iPads go out and they become obsolete in a couple months or weeks or whatever or not months but a couple years before an iPad becomes or is deemed obsolete by Apple. What's it? What's to stop it from happening with the cars? I'm gonna sure. take a quick call while you respond to my question. So, <laughs> well, real like just real quick, and well, we can just kind of end on it's this, up. I guess. But like, basically, the big thing for me is that like I just um, can you just make a regular pizza? Oh, um, did I not mute myself? To you, you did not I mute yourself at all. Podcast. You're muted. So basically, I just think that we just like technology. Period. Just needs to get better. Like it just needs to get all around better. Like and especially when it comes to cars. And I don't know. Like I feel like we're to the point where like computers should be able to like support like a lot of different things. But anyway, that's not really important. What I do want to say is that I do appreciate you sticking it out with us. 
I appreciate you hanging out with us and being awesome, even though we're talking about cars for the last little bit. Uh, this has been Car Podcast with Seth and Kyle. Uh, so that being said, we are going to sign off here. You all have a great rest of your night, and we'll see you next week. Peace.